0: Welcome to Retro Fanfic Retrospective, the podcast where we dredge up old fanfiction and expose it to the cold, harsh light of 2021. My name is Amato, he, him, and with me are... Tori, they, them.
1: And Dom, she, her.
0: Dom, it's been a while since we had you on to talk about a thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's not at all a response to the um, editor shout-out in the last credits where you say like... <laughs> could refrain from commenting on fanfics, and that's why I <laughs> wasn't in.
0: <laughs> and it's not at all because today's fanfic is less than 8,000 words, right?
1: Well, that's practically what it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's actually what it is, yes. Very short. Very short. We've done shorter. We've done They Say of the Elves, and we've done Screwtape, but it's down there.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's it's fun to be back, quote-unquote, on camera again. <laughs>
0: On a right, well, microphone. Yeah. It's on only my- on camera on the special Patreon bonus you know, feed that we do, where they can just watch <laughs> us sitting there in our chairs talking.
1: You know, that probably shouldn't be a joke. We're supposed to be doing stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, we are.
2: To be honest, I feel like maybe people would watch that. Like, maybe. <laughs> Though, at that point, I think I'd want to clean my bedroom.
1: <laughs> I think at that well, point, we, we might want to pick a niche that's bigger than... <laughs> Fan fiction before 2005. (laughs) The thing
0: is, we are like three years into the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. And in theory, we probably should have, I probably should have been like working to grow it and take it more seriously. But in fact, I put in way less effort now than I used to. Like originally, (laughs) I took notes. I was good about contacting the author beforehand. And these days I like decide one week before and I'm like, ah, it's not even worth trying to contact the author, whatever. <laughs> so sorry, Osprey Archer. Like, I totally could have found your contact information. I just didn't.
2: Life's gotten a little complicated under COVID. I think that's understandable.
1: And besides, you've been busy getting excellent guests to come on the podcast. Like, That's true. Mo- just about every episode.
0: Yeah, but, you know, now we're in a dearth of excellent guests. So I have to deal with like you and Tarin.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's a rise and fall. You know, you can't just go all, right. all high. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got to provide some contrast. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I'm also happy. Like, I, I had this fanfic on my list for a while. And I can't remember why. I feel like it was recommended somewhere online, but then I couldn't find where I would have found it recommended. Um, but I was like, oh, but probably Tori hasn't seen Wonderfalls. And then I contacted them, and Tori were like, oh yeah, I've seen Wonderfalls. Well, yeah,
2: that's the reason I've seen it is because at one point on, maybe not recorded, but during a podcast session, we were talking about it. So I went and looked it up and I watched it on YouTube, um, like a little over a year ago. Like you were the one who told me about it, Amato.
0: Yeah, well, that makes sense. And Dom, it doesn't surprise, of course you've seen it because I probably lent you the DVD box set like 15 years ago or something.
1: Uh, No, I actually hadn't heard of it. I... Well, I was on a, a beach vacation last week, and I finished my uh, my uh, young adult Sapphic book, and I was between things. <laughs> and you know, in order to kind of distance myself from all the microaggressions, I dived into the the fanfic, and uh, I was interested. I watched the first episode on YouTube. Then I contacted YouTube, said, "Hey, if you still want me to sit sit in, I can do it." Then I binged the rest of it uh, <laughs> in the past three days. Oh
0: wow! Oh, okay. I didn't realize. I just (laughs) figured. Because I I bought the Wonderfalls DVD box set a million years ago. Back when it was like, whoa, you can buy DVDs pretty cheaply. And Mm -hmm. like, I can get like a whole TV show that was cancelled early and that nobody ever saw. They're supposed to be pretty good for like 30 bucks. And so I did. And it's like still on my DVD shelf. Well, what,
2: it's only like 14 episodes or something?
0: Yeah, 13, I think.
2: 13? Yeah, it's not even a full season. Weirdly enough, it's like a Contemporary anime season.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Well, it's like the whole first batch of episodes that was, you know, commissioned or whatever. Right. But I I seem to understand that on its initial airing, they only got like three episodes in before they were like, nope. Or maybe four. And like they were aired mm-hmm. out of order at like 830 at night or
1: something. This was Fox, right?
0: Yeah, it was definitely Fox.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Say no more. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Well, sort of like Firefly, too, only got 14 episodes. Like
0: Oh, sure. Or Freaks and Geeks yeah. never got, you know, renewed either. Though it did, and, I guess, get a second batch of episodes.
1: Any other data order, et cetera, et cetera.
0: <laughs> right. Right. I, I feel like I always hear, I used to hear Wonderfalls discussed in that context mm-hmm. at maybe like the less tier down, where it's like, oh, it's tragic that, you know, Freaks and Geeks and Firefly never got a second season. And it's also sad that Wonderfalls didn't. But no one seems to, like, put it quite up in the upper echelons of- shows that Fox screwed over and canceled immediately.
2: Right. It's like on the list of shows that <laughs> were canceled too soon, but right. it's not one I'd ever heard of until you mentioned it, Amato.
1: So. Yeah.
0: What about Pushing For- Daisies? Did you, either of you ever watch Pushing Daisies? Yeah, I watched that. No. Okay, it's basically Wonderfalls by the same showrunner.
1: I, I watched a little bit of Dead Like Me, which I think had a similar tone. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, Wonder... Falls, we have a Wonderfalls fanfic today, and it's about as old and as good as I could find. Which is to say, it's from two thousand eight on LiveJournal, and it seems like people liked it. Like it's not like there were Wonderfalls fanfic awards or like you know a huge booming fandom that was producing lots and lots of fanfiction or anything.
1: That seems pretty recent, Amada. Are you sure you're okay talking about this? Did, did you need a break. <laughs>
0: Well, that's a funny story, Dom, is that, like, I thought it was too early also, um, but then the plastic Yoshi toy that my, like, younger kid likes to play with just told me that we had to do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, <laughs> I mean, it was bugging me so much that eventually I was like, fine, 2008, we'll do it. Read the fanfic. <laughs> Read the fanfic.
1: <laughs> I personally like how those voices are credited as muses in the, in the in mm-hmm. credits. credits. <laughs> right
2: yeah Wonderfalls is funny like it's got some theming around like she talks about oh is it god or is it satan or something but (laughs) really i I guess it's just destiny
0: (laughs) i like the line in the exorcism episode where there's like a priest and she says something at the end where she's like yeah i know that the voices aren't evil it just feels that way sometimes when they make me help people (laughs) Yeah, that's that's pretty much what
2: she says. But, you know, that's what's endearing about the show is Jay is like a likable misanthrope, you know? Like, she's someone that has a charm and you just want to see her become a better person, (laughs) I think.
0: Yeah, more or less. I mean, you know, a, a lot of the humor is from her being reluctant and you know that she never fully embraces it and is like yeah i know this will work out for the best so let's do it (laughs) but i mean it's also because the show kind of takes care to make it things that she does not want to do right yeah
2: you don't feel too bad for her sometimes because she is you know sort of being petty about it right a lot of the time like i don't want to do that so you don't have (laughs) to feel like super bad for her like and because she's tough and she can fight back. But at the same time, like, you'd feel just bad enough. You're like, yeah, I wouldn't want to be in that situation either.
1: Well, what's what I found interesting was that it was kind of like a time capsule of, like, the tail end of the Gen X generation and mentality. Where mm-hmm. her thing is, like, she's completely privileged, has everything <laughs> handed to her, just doesn't want to do anything. As opposed to modern day stories where it's like, oh, you can't do anything because everything's crushing you, and uh, yeah. <laughs> terrible. This is yeah, like, it's terrible. Yeah, it's
2: very c- different. Well, like, She got
1: a philosophy degree from Brown. Her parents support her whenever she asks, uh, mm-hmm. constantly bail her out of uh, uh, police trouble. <laughs> but she just doesn't do anything, just out of spite, mostly. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. This is a show from 2004, and there's yeah. one episode where someone's trying to do a an article on Jay as a representation of, well, they call it Gen Y at the time, but actually if you calculate how old she is, she'd be at the very end of Gen X. Yeah. Based on how we think of it now, but it's about, you know, the disaffected youth, you know, like Dob was mentioning. So that's what the article is about. And we just think about so differently now. But I remember those, when they first started using the term millennial, they'd be like, why are millennials so lazy or whatever? And now they're like, (gasps) yeah, no, Millennials had a really rough time <laughs> getting out of college yeah. dirt, you know, after the housing bubble collapsed like, and not having jobs. And we still don't have jobs and the economy sucks. And it wasn't because any of us were lazy that we chose to live with our parents.
1: Yeah. And to compare it to um, the other show I kind of like that reminded me of um, Dead Like Me, that mm-hmm. was a very much commentary on the Gen X attitude, too. Where like the moral philosophy of it was you shouldn't be afraid to work you should go out and do your job. And that's kind of Mm -hmm. another, uh, the motivation of Wonderfalls also, which is like trying to motivate her to get out and do stuff because she's Mm -hmm. supposed to, and it's morally- Engage with people, yeah. Yeah.
2: True. Though it's also like, I think in ways to kind of raise her (laughs) self-esteem because a a big part of why she's stagnating is I think she doesn't feel like she can do much in the world. Yeah. But- She's also um, oftentimes praised for being so unique. And and what is interesting about the show is how her family is. Like her parents <laughs> are like Republicans, like mm-hmm. who are like workaholic Republicans. And it's just funny to see like the sort of pressure she's under and her reject it completely.
1: Like, yeah, I, I, it makes her admirable. <laughs> I, I have to make a small confession. I, I watched the first episode to see what it looked like when the animals talked. I I stayed for the rest of the series to see what happened to the high spec lesbian older sister
2: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we should probably talk about this yeah. fanfic because like sharon yeah her older sister never comes out to her family in the show partially because it's only 13 episodes
1: <laughs> and you mentioned you don't remember where this fanfic came from uh amado
0: I think, I don't know. I thought I found someone recommending it, but when I was looking online again, it felt like maybe I just found the live journal of the author recommending it herself, um, but, but I don't know. It, it's a small pond of Wonderfall's mm-hmm. fanfiction. And yeah, speaking of wanting to see what happened to the characters, this is definitely the a post-series mm-hmm. fanfic, but... It's interesting, because I feel like when I think about a post-series fanfic, I often think about, like, oh, it's going to be, like, a new season of the show, picking up and continuing forward. And this is more like one single Mm -hmm. more episode of the show to try to, like, wrap up a few plot threads. In fact, that's almost exactly what it's like down to the title, which is Homing Pigeon, which is just named after a muse Mm -hmm. from that episode. And, yeah, the um, moving Sharon forward a little bit is definitely one of the main, like, things that the episode fanfic is doing.
2: It's concerned mostly with, yeah, people letting out their romantic feelings, basically. Or, well, I mean, with Sharon, it's not really so much that as her coming out. But (laughs) also with Jay talking to Eric about her feelings. Also, does the show, sorry, side Uh. note, does the show ever explain (laughs) why their whole family, like is Darren, Karen, Aaron, Sharon, and Jay.
0: <laughs> no, it's okay.
2: supposed to be funny. I
1: guess it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I guess noticed she... that the first time I watched it, I was just like, wait a second. <laughs> she she is just supposed to be different, I guess, another. Mm-hmm. But I did notice right. um, for this fanfic, they have Heidi and Kylie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were following a oh, right.
2: naming scheme.
0: Yeah, Heidi does not actually no, appear. Not in the fanfic. But yeah, but
2: she has a sister who I think w- the author
0: invented, named yes. Kylie. Oh yeah, sure. And it on the one hand it feels out of nowhere. On the other hand, it feels fairly wonderful, yes. so it's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the fanfic starts with Jay feeding a deck of cards with animals on them into a toaster as revenge for them ruining her game of strip poker with Eric. And Tori, you were just complaining a moment ago about times on the show when Jay. M- acting against the muses' advice causes something right. good to happen. And in this case, it appears that the muses made her kick Eric out because her uh, her trailer was about to burn down. But her trailer burns down because she's angry at the cards and putting them in the toaster. Right. And you just can't think too hard about these things in Wonderfalls. <laughs> I it's guess just... that is... The the muses reason, know what I they're actually
2: doing. was gonna ask if there was a reason why she was kicking Eric out, but I guess that's the reason. It wasn't quite clear to me. But yeah. yeah, it does fit totally in the show, so I'm I'm okay with it.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in the fanfic that mirrors show stuff. Like the thing with the face card screaming given out, and then she reacts is like when she ran over her dad's foot by like yelling at the at the flamingos in the yard, leaning over the car and that um unlocking it, and that then it because of that rolling back and running over the foot
2: yeah but at the time their advice is right. get off your ass and help him with the trash so she wouldn't have run him over yeah. but running him over
0: if she'd she actually follow followed... advice
2: but running him over causes the doctors to discover a blood clot that could have killed him so yeah else? <laughs>
0: yeah anyway that kicks off the plot such as it is of the fanfic which involves a lot of moving house like she calls she calls Aaron to pick her up and she's I think she's initially intending to, um, to go stay with her parents, right? At their big palatial house. Yeah. Um, but as we're going into that plot a little bit, and just like with her talking to Aaron in that like very second scene of the fanfic, uh, the dialogue I would say in this fanfic is very, both entertaining and seems pretty spot on from what I remember in terms of like the type of dialogue and humor that happens in the show. Yeah, I,
1: I finished watching the last two episodes um, this morning, then reread the fanfic, and it just transferred right over pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> not hard not to hear all, the not. voices, <laughs> right? Of the actors. Uh, obviously. obviously. What else could I be talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> Are they talking to you now, Dom?
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm supposed to answer or not. <laughs>
2: I like, you know, actually, the the way this fanfic does it is their summary is actually just a single uh, each chapter is like a single line from the chapter. And the, the one they picked for this was pretty good. It says uh, I didn't burn down my trailer on purpose. I just wanted to shut the face cards up. Oh, that sounded even more insane. She sunk into a ratty coat like a turtle. They ruined my evening. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. I thought that line was really good
0: incidentally the fanfic is divided into three chapters and basically the entire last part of this first chapter the fanfic you know not being all that long um is this extended scene at the barrel i keep wanting to say the barrel haven because i read bone not that long yeah. ago but it's not the barrel
2: haven it's just <laughs> the, the barrel, barrel which is you know if you watch the show it's kind of funny you realize that every scene where someone's like going on a date or at a restaurant it's there they're, and they're like it's also yeah. also it's Jay's bar, so she's there a lot just, you know, hanging out with Mahandra and Eric, you know, since they both work there. But I like that this fanfic points to it. She's um well, she's had to move back home because of her trailer burning down, but they she goes with her family to the barrel. And I think it's Sharon who says, like, why do we always end up here? You know, <laughs> is it just so Jake and Ogle the
1: bartender? And I was like, mm, Yeah. That,
2: that's yeah. kind of like an in-universe explanation for why the show does not you
1: know? It's a fun little lampshading of the fact that they only have so many sets. Right, exactly. And shooting locations. Oh, yeah. But
2: <laughs> well, I thought it was cute that they kind of pointed it out, but they gave it a reason.
0: <laughs> well, and I mean, Mahandra's like a family mm-hmm. friend also. So I also would imagine the parents are not adverse to just like going there, even though it's not exactly fine dining, I would imagine.
2: You wouldn't think so, but there's that time where um, Jay tries to set up when Sharon comes out to her as a lesbian, she tries to set her up on a date with the delivery guy. And it looks like they're in a fancy restaurant until Jay walks over to the bar and you're like, oh, they're in the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny.
0: I guess you're right. Yeah.
2: But no, in this, uh, Jay is reading from the menu and it's just like wings and onion rings and bar fare. <laughs>
0: Right. And it's a very normal kind of Jay family scene where like everybody's just discussing their opinions on her life and that mm-hmm. sort of thing <laughs> for a while. It's so uncomfortable, but it's definitely the family dynamic. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Tyler, Karen saying like, I'm sure it was just an expression of your mm-hmm. unconscious <laughs> aggression, honey, <laughs> had, like setting fire to her yeah. trailer and that sort of thing. Yeah,
2: it's very similar to the um, first episode when Jay has a... Faints and she like her whole family shows up in her trailer like as an intervention, because she had a sewed.
0: Yeah, episode one is the only one I
2: rewatched. Her mother calls it a sewed, (laughs) like short (laughs) for episode. It's really funny.
1: I think Jay started it, but they they all just latched onto it. Yeah, no,
2: I think it was the uh, her manager, the teenager who called it a sewed, and she just keep
1: going. No, she had a sewed. Oh yeah, what's his name? The mouth breather.
2: Yeah, that's the other thing is I don't know if he ever gets a name in the show. He must be on his name tag, but they always just call him the Mouth
0: Breather. Yeah, I think he doesn't get a name because um, because in the fanfic they're also kind of mm-hmm. lampshading it and like Jay not being able to remember his name even. Uh, I vaguely remembered his character after rewatching the first episode. I was like, oh no, actually he's like he's competent enough at his mm-hmm. assistant manager mm-hmm. job, <laughs> which I guess makes sense. Yeah. But Jay doesn't like that he's her boss
2: and he bosses her around. And yeah, and, and, and he's you in know, as the well, at least I don't, as the audience, particularly like that either because he just takes it way too seriously. You know, that's why it's funny to make fun of him. He's
0: assistant to the manager.
1: <laughs> <laughs> On the Wikipedia article, he's listed as Alec Mouthbreather. Yeah, so I guess that's a name.
0: <laughs> yes, that's his. That's his first and last name. Not
1: be there's in quotes, but...
2: (laughs) (laughs) Probably it says Alec on his name tag, but I don't think anyone in the show refers to him as that.
0: Right. Anyway, with this family conversation in the fanfic, I also, like, I feel like they capture the dynamic well where they're discussing where Jay can stay in the house, in her parents' house, now that, like, her room has been remodeled for, like, some other purpose, and Erin announces that, oh, she can have my room because I'm moving out. And this is the start um, of
2: funny reactions that their father has to stuff, because he does like a spit take <laughs> with his water. <laughs> and then he turns around and goes, oh, I'm proud of you, son.
0: <laughs> and it's not always like hilarious, clever dialogue, but I think it captures the family dynamic really well here, where Aaron's explaining, I think it's time to open up new horizons said Aaron. Really find myself. Yes, Jay mouthed. He made a face at her and continued. Open up to new experiences, you know. Get out into the world. That's wonderful, Aaron, said Mrs. Tyler. I'm proud of you, son, said Mr. Tyler. Where are you going to get the money, Jay demanded. <laughs> fellowship, said Aaron. The rest of the Tyler family crooned proudly. <laughs> mm-hmm. I-, I thought that was a very, like, very effective yeah. line. <laughs> Where I was like, oh, yeah, the whole family is definitely people who are like, oh, you have a fellowship. That's like so right. prestigious and, <laughs> you know, laudable. That's
1: actually in the show someplace, too when they ask him where he gets the money for something. Is it? Fellowship.
2: Yeah. And it's, (laughs) I think in the show, they also make reference, like Jay mentions more than once that like, somehow Aaron's still more successful than me, even though he lives at home. (laughs) Like, at least I have my own trailer, but now she doesn't. And I think the funny thing is she's at the barrel and she only has one shirt and it's like a shirt from high school that has like a tomato juice stain on it as well as like a skull. (laughs)
0: And so then Jay's driven over to the bar by her family, as usually happens, to, to flirt with Eric. And they're an item now, of course. Um, and then we have our new, extremely convenient, sudden new character show up, which is Kylie, the sister to... Heidi. What's her yeah. name?
2: Well, and also... Heidi, things have been Eric's talking ex-wife. to Jay, as happens in the show. They're telling her to let it out.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, right when she's talking to Eric, like right, the things are telling her to let it out. Specifically, the the title of the fanfic is "An Orange Eyed Pigeon Perched on the Wall Above the Fish," so meaning it's a hunting trophy yeah. on the wall. And the "let it out" seems to be referring to you should tell him that you well, hear. Well, like most
1: episodes, voices. the phrase is vague <laughs> as to what it applies to. Right. Yeah. Well,
2: and that's the whole drive is you're not supposed to be able to guess what they're actually getting at, right? It's going to be a little convoluted.
1: But you can, though, right?
0: (laughs) I mean, you can sort of, yeah. Incidentally, my favorite, I think my favorite single instruction is, like, in the episode with her high school reunion, when after like, helping her, having her help Gretchen Mm -hmm. set up the event, the instruction (laughs) is, destroy Gretchen. (laughs) (laughs)
1: for some reason like the
0: way that snake says it is always like stuck in my
1: mind she still internalized that and executed that with not a lot of questions
2: (laughs) I well (laughs) she tried to resist it then she like she was just like at the very end she just grabs a drink and while Gretchen's giving a speech and walks up to her and goes I destroy you and just like very casually dumps the drink (laughs) on her dress just like I've given up I destroy you and she yep. walks
0: away. <laughs> it's good stuff. This is one of those times when Jade does not listen to the, the animals and is not letting it out. And then we have the inciting incident of Kylie realizing that this is the woman who, in, her, in the version of the story she received, has stolen Eric from Heidi and picks a fight with her physically. Like they get into a little brawl. And Tori, you were saying before the show that you thought it was unusual to have, like, that amount of physical action on the show. But my, my opinion is that, like, Dom who just saw the show was relating to these off physical altercations. It's just that they clearly don't have the budget yeah, to actually show it on screen. Whereas the fanfic does have the budget a really... to show it on screen <laughs> without hiring stunt doubles and fight choreographers. <laughs> totally, and, yeah. Know, y'all whatever.
2: made a really good point to me because I was like, you know, I don't feel like we ever see this level of altercation, but it happens all the time. It's just off-screen. But this time is actually described in relative <laughs> detail, which is kind of interesting. Um, was it Kylie sitting at the bar? Um, Jay is instantly like she interrupts Jay and Eric's conversation to like sort of brattily ask for a martini or something and then notices that Jay is Jay and the person that Eric is now with. And for some reason, Heidi knows that and it got passed on to Kylie and Kylie's just mad for her sister's sake even though her sister is the one who cheated first, which, you know, Jay points out, and they're clearly separated. But she decides to physically confront
0: Jay. Right. So that altercation, you know, eventually gets dragged apart physically, and um, somehow, like, Sharon has conv- like convinces Kylie to come into her law office the next day because she's going to try to settle out of court rather than you know take this to court which means you know basically she just wants to like drag a few thousand dollars yeah. out of Kylie too
2: Weirdly you know, enough
0: to yeah like Kylie gets lawyer. arrested for this altercation
2: but nobody else does even though Jay was involved and did fight back and the whole family sort of like collaborates on kicking her Kylie out of the bar so I don't know I guess everyone yeah. <laughs> every witness was just sort of like it was Kylie's fault to arrest her
1: <laughs> Well there's also History for um, Jay not getting any legal responsibility Mm -hmm. (laughs) for anything done. Well, she has has been arrested like five (laughs)
2: times, the show implies. But yeah, nothing ever happens to her. She never goes to jail.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The last thing I want to talk about here, I think, is I I like Eric. Um, I like Eric's lines here because they seem very accurate to what I remember, which is that he's very, um, he kind of has these very straight-faced lines in reaction to sheer insanity happening around him a lot of the time. And so with all of these other, you know, bizarre conversations, and at one point, like, Jay's mother is like, oh, you should come over to our game night sometime, even though, like, things are clearly totally tense and bizarre, and, like, you would want to hang out with the family, and, you know, back at the end of the at the end of the chapter um oh no sorry that's all at the end of the chapter uh, after this fight has broken off harran is saying uh we have a family game night every thursday and well like, like jay's bloody and stuff and if you have a brother we'd love for you to bring him too because he wants to set up sharon jader don't sit there and bleed all over the young man i'll bleed over whoever i want to said jay game night sounds great eric said yeah i don't know i just hear that in the actor's voice so well because yeah eric's
2: endearing in the show because he keeps saying stuff like um what a good person jay is and he's like just seems so oblivious
1: yeah and the game night is a fun callback because they do have game nights on thursdays yes yeah using one episode (laughs) (laughs) what's fun about this take is there's lots of little uh continuity details scattered in like uh like the Thursday game night and later how she mentions is she's great in hostage uh, negotiations right. <laughs> and things like that. And there were things that they were slipped into the fanfic, which I, I read the fanfic first before seeing any episodes. So they didn't seem, these references didn't seem weird or forced or out of place in, in particular in the first read through. So I thought that was fun.
0: Well, the nice thing about it being such a short show is that there's not that much continuity to keep yeah. in your head. That's a good point. Yeah. 13 episodes worth.
2: But the fanfic does do a good job of like, despite being very concise, kind of peppering in those callbacks and also giving strong voices to each of the characters. Yeah, the chapter ends with um, Sharon saying, the cops took Kylie away and she's going to come to my office tomorrow and I'm going to sue her brains out. That's the end of the chapter.
0: And then the second third of the fanfic, There's not a whole lot of action. It mostly concerns Jay crashing with her brother because she cannot stand to live with her parents. Mm. Um, Oh, sorry, sorry, not crashing with her brother, excuse me. Crashing with Mahandra Mm -hmm. because she can't stand to live with her parents. But then it turns out that's not going to be a viable medium-term solution because the reason Aaron is moving out of their parents' place is because he's moving in with Mahandra.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And this is kind of funny because she... What does she do? She it's like three in the morning and Jay just sort of like sneaks out of her parents' house <laughs> like she's, you know, at high school or something and gets Sharon to drive her to Mahandra's place where Mahandra's you know, asleep and has to get up for work, you know, before noon the next day or something. And she's sneaking into Mahandra's place by stealing Aaron's key for her place and it's just very Jay. It's like, yeah. you know, it's the middle of the night. What could her parents possibly be doing to bother her? They're probably asleep, but she's just like, she can't sit there anymore. She just can't stand it. <laughs> so she goes, by any means necessary.
1: No, it's, it's a good classic selfish Jay move. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: And then she comically wakes Mahondra up by crashing into her African violets and... I don't know, there's some comedy here. Like, Mahandra. she convinces Mahandra to let her stay, but Mahandra like, gives her a rule about, like, you know, be quiet and don't touch this and this and this and this, basically.
1: It was also interesting because, like, we never got to see Mahandra's place in the show. So it's like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, of course she has to live somewhere, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot assume. of, like, cute personal details about... How, you know, she's got Johnny Depp posters and she's her new thing is collecting these African violets and how yeah. like curated her place is. But she still has like a ratty couch, you know, like because they're right. young, you know, they're in their early 20s, mid 20s. So
1: That part was so fun. Was so kind of like well fleshed out. I honestly thought that at some point in the show, we we, we went there. So right, I was right. kind of surprised to watch the whole thing and not see it. So that was just a whole cloth invention, which I think worked out well.
2: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> It's kind of surprising that the fanfic paid so many words to like describing her place considering how short it is. But like, I I think it works really well. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Puts you in the scene.
0: That's, that's one of the nice things about this fanfic, which is that it, it kind of circles around and gives us some time with all of the main characters with Jay and Aaron and Sharon and Mahantra and Eric. And who cares about (laughs) the parents? They get to step on, you know, on screen for a little while. Um, But yeah, it. It kind of gives us a chance to spend a little bit more time with all the characters who we, like, want to spend more time with. Um, And again, I I feel like the dialogue is is really fun. Like, not a... The amount of stuff that happens, quote-unquote, in terms of plot, quote-unquote, in this chapter is relatively minimal. But it's just a fun time. Um, there's There's this sequence... Speaking of running jokes about, like, Mahondra being insecure about, like... Her relationship with Aaron because they grew up together. There's this part where Mahandra just told Jay that actually Aaron's oh. moving in here. Mahandra, I can't stay in your apartment with you and my brother having. Jay made frenetic hand gestures. Ten feet away? My brother! That's practically incest! It's nothing like incest. I've only known him since I was seven, so what if we grew up together? I wasn't talking about you two, said Jay. Oh. Mahandra pulled herself together, glancing around furtively, and Jay suddenly realized people were staring. Besides, no one has sex like that, Mahandra. Mahandra copied Jay's gesticulations. Unless they're 16-year-olds on heroin. Are you planning to drug my brother? Jay, cried Mahandra. Which drugs? asked Erin, who had finally caught up on the street. Because I'm fine with peyote.
2: Peyote, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and yeah. Peyote, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, that was a great exchange.
2: <laughs> yeah, though, <laughs> I wasn't so sure about the heroin reference. I feel like if you were on heroin, you probably wouldn't really be having sex. You'd just be kind of nodding, but... They could have said something like coke. or something. <laughs> anyway, it was a funny like whole exchange. Um, so is the one when Aaron when Aaron's talking to her on the phone about stuff that he wants to pack to that she wants him to pack up and bring over to the place. Um, right, and he's like going through her yeah, old toys or yeah. something. This one's yeah, it's it's pretty short. It's like a he calls her, and he's like. She's like, oh, Aaron, what are you doing? He's like, looking for stuff to pack. Do you want your My Little Pony, the one with the sparkly curly comb and the pony-licious hay bale? And then it's italicized. Why are you in my bottom left dresser drawer? (laughs) (laughs) Then uh, she wakes Mahondra up with the conversation and Mahondra's mad. She's like, do you have any idea what time it is? The sun hasn't even risen. Uh, Unless you're having a traumatic flashback to the fifth grade, you have no excuse for shouting into your (laughs) telephone. (laughs) And then um, she hangs up the phone, but Erin calls back, and I like this line: "It's she almost broke the phone, flipping it open, because <laughs> she's so <laughs> panicked about waking up Mahandra again." And Erin goes, "Does the My Little Pony talk to you? Did it start giving you evil instructions down the phone line?"
1: <laughs> so yeah, that's a fun thing about the fanfic, because like I feel like if they didn't have to do with deal with brands, they would have done something like that in the show with like brand new mm-hmm. toys talking.
0: There's a lot of good individual lines, and it's fun, the kind of things keeping the tone of the show, when in the show, you can only have good lines when people say them, because it is a TV show. Whereas here, you can have good lines that are part of the narration, or whatever. So at one point, um, a, stuffed, a stuffed bear, when they're like outside, Let it out, cried the bear. Jay would have drop-kicked it into the nearest sewer grate, but it yeah. had a three-year-old attached.
2: <laughs> that was also funny. And that is right after Jay starts a fire or triggers the fire alarm by burning pancakes. In an attempt to make Mahandra not mad at her, she wakes her up again by triggering the
0: fire alarm. Anyway, it's pretty good stuff is what I'm saying. And like, pretty in keeping with, with the tone, which is always a kind of an interesting thing to see authors try to do, especially for... I don't know something with kind of a such a quirky tone as mm-hmm. Wonderfalls.
2: And there's really good back and forth between like Jay and Aaron and Jay and Mahandra mostly. Mm-hmm.
0: A running thing here, by the way, is that, um, you know, one of the reasons Jay does not want to tell Eric this stuff is not just that he'd think that she's crazy; it's that like she keeps comparing him to a prey animal and, or, you know, a sacrifice and herself to, like, a predator or a, you know, priest performing a sacrifice kind of thing. The idea being that, like, you know, you shouldn't get too close to me, baby. Right? I will only break your heart.
2: Oh, but you can imagine that's... That's totally the way Jay thinks about it. Like...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and like you mentioned, Tori, he's such a, like... He his character is played as such kind of like a doe-eyed, you know, sweet, innocent boy guy. Thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh there's yeah. <laughs> a line
2: where Jay is lying about helping out at Wonder Falls, because it's closed for repairs as per the end of the pre- of the season or series. Um and it's like Eric smiled his dopey Jay is such a sweet girl <laughs> smile. And I was just like, Yep, <laughs> that is accurate. <laughs>
1: can picture that perfectly, yeah.
2: That's <laughs> <laughs> another reference. After that, it says the cobra caught in the mouse's eyes. How ironic. Because she's sucked into his eyes. Because she clearly loves him. And apparently she's supposed to let something out. I wonder what that could be.
1: Did we talk about what happens in the third chapter? Third not part? yet. Okay.
0: No, not yet. Yeah, chapter two ends with her at the barrel. And then Sharon comes in and she's like, Kylie's yeah. following me. Uh, she'll be in any minute. She called mom and dad. What am okay. I going to do?
2: This part I didn't um, completely understand, but it does work for the comedy tone. It's just like she runs in and her heels are broken and she's all just, dis- one of her heels is broken. She's all disheveled. And she's like, Kylie's chasing me. So like from their appointment at the law office, Kylie started chasing her all the way <laughs> yeah, to I, the barrel.
1: <laughs> I feel like if this were an episode, we would, would have had cutaways before with what's what was going on at the law office. And yeah. the thing. But now we're just getting it from just Jay's point of view, instead of getting the supernatural uh, narration powers of seeing what everybody else is doing at the same time.
0: Conceivably, we could also have had a flashback around now because it's a cliffhanger, a very, very brief cliffhanger at the end of the second Mm -hmm. act where you're supposed to think, oh, like, Kylie attacked Sharon too. But no, Kylie, like, marches herself in and... Kisses Sharon quote unquote thoroughly, <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, because not only is Kylie also a lesbian, somehow she's like completely now heavily invested in Sharon and the fact that Sharon is not out of the closet, and because that's apparently due t- i mean you know she's not completely wrong, it's because of uh Sharon's family, yeah. and um, so she's here. And it's kind of played for laughs, but it's also like completely inappropriate Mm. on Kylie's part. Yes.
2: But we had a setup of Kylie's personality, however brief, as being pretty uh, reactionary and violent. So, you know, it does make sense that now that she's found out that Sharon is closeted, she's flipped her switch. Like she's like, oh, now this is my issue. And it it becomes very apparent Mm -hmm. because she starts ranting about, you know, her close, evil, close-minded parents and and family, you know, and how they're not letting her express her true self and how they ought to be ashamed. And there's a reference later on that Eric says that she went on like a three-hour tirade about how Valentine's Day should be called like evil corporate card holiday or something. I forgot what he said, but it just kind (laughs) of establishes a personality for the character that makes it work, even though it is totally over the top.
1: Yeah, it works for like a comedy show that regularly introduces characters with big emotional yeah, things yeah. and then forgets them the, the next episode
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly um and then mr and mrs tyler end up in there and kylie oh. outs sharon now this fanfic was written in 2008 and I I read the author comments on the copy we're reading, which is on AO3, uh, like it originally was on Live Journal or whatever. And one person commented on like it seeming kind of like Sharon getting, or I guess Jay is the one who explicitly tells Mister and Mrs. Tyler, yes Sharon is a lesbian. She told me so. And one reader commented that seemed kind of weird, and the author was like, yeah, I probably wouldn't out her if I that way if I was writing it now, but it also kind of fits with the over the top you know, tone yeah. of the show.
2: This is definitely one of the things where I totally could have imagined this happening in an episode of wonder falls, but it would have been one of the episodes that didn't age quite as well. But <laughs> basically the reason Jay does it is because <laughs> the pigeon is now screaming at her. Let it out, let it out, let it out. So it's not like Jay's like, I don't know. She's under duress and in, in outing her sister, but yeah, like, right. I, I agree with the author's appraisal that, you know, you shouldn't out people. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: even yeah, if even, even if you dead it. animals are screaming at you to do it,
1: it's not their thing to tell. Inanimate no. objects. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but this does work out okay.
0: Um, yes, we get like the we get the stunned reactions of the parents or whatever, and it doesn't dwell on it too long. But I do like the line later on. <laughs> once. Once Jay has left the scene again, and I think Sharon meets up with her and she's, or I don't know, someone, she asks like how her mother's taking it and uh, the other person responds, oh, she's making up a list of nice Republican husbands. (laughs) And I was like, oh yeah, of course.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I remember distinctly from the show one time where like, um, Karen, the mother was like, Oh yeah, it was when um, Sharon was trying to hide her relationship with that other woman. She said, Oh, I know her from Carpool. And Karen <laughs> goes, Have you gone green? And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> 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 I guess people used to talk that way as if like being aware of the environment was a bad thing. I think that was I back mean, when there's still like huge climate change denial within the Republican Party.
1: I mean some people still do.
2: Some people still do. Oh,
0: but wait, wait back when?
2: Yeah. What are you talking well, about? <laughs> I I don't know. I feel like at this point it's less. You can't really de- like people aren't debating it as a hot topic because it's like yeah, people still deny climate change, but I don't think it's like hard line for the Republican Party, right? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Well,
1: we're talking it's, about individuals like, here. Clearly, a scientific definitely fact. still that happening.
2: Yeah, just yeah. not to the extent. I mean,
0: you you may be right, Tori, that. With the main party, it may have shifted from climate change is not true to climate change is true, but we shouldn't yeah, do anything about it. Yeah, I think that's. It. I think that's. That the case. seems to be more the. But the it's main at least line. not
2: as bizarre as saying it doesn't exist. Like I think it at least you know, it, it, the like maybe not the majority of people in the world because I don't know what people think, but at least the political parties can't like strictly mm-hmm. deny it anymore. Maybe they can. I don't know.
1: Mm. But I do kind of like the idea of sharon and this character together that the the person from the republican family and the uh the the crazy person with the combat boots and tongue ring <laughs> as, a, yeah. as a couple
2: <laughs> yeah she's like the anarchist
1: <laughs> in fact i think i've read that webcomic on tapas <laughs>
0: another of the author comments though here in response to a comment on ao3 says uh in any case i don't think kylie and sharon are going to last very long as a couple hopefully long enough that sharon doesn't end yeah. them stranded in tahiti given Kylie's lack of understanding of boundaries.
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Kylie has also said that not only is Sharon a lesbian, but in the couple of, what, hour maybe, they spoke to each other, they are now a couple, and they are running away to Tahiti together, to which Sharon (laughs) responds, we are. And she goes, we can watch Dancing Girls with grass skirts and coconut bras. And Sharon goes, but my job. And then Kylie goes, that's just an evil capitalist plot. I mean, just like <laughs> this character is so over the top. It's just hilarious. Yeah. And I don't know. I can't even tell if Sherrod actually likes Kylie. It's more like Kylie is just like dragging her around, which I didn't quite like as much, but yeah. I think there's an application. They sort of do like each other. I think the, the kissing that happened was not,
0: yeah, it, there was some mutuality there. So the animal's instruction is let it out and the, other thing that comes out to the Tyler parents here is that Aaron and Mahandra are together, or you know specifically Aaron is mm-hmm. moving in with her, and it turns out to be pretty much a complete non-issue, which I think is about appropriate because it always seemed like it was basically just an anxiety of Mahandra's, and you know Tyler was zero concerned yeah. about it, and it seems like she she's a friend of the family, such that like the parents already know her and like her quite
1: quite yeah, explicitly.
0: Yeah.
1: That was a big overblown thing in Mahandra's head mostly, which is. Fun because Mahandra usually seems together, so it's fun to see her panic about something.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, and you know it—it it seems fair to have anxieties about, like, you know, romantically getting engaged with this family that is like also of a totally different, like, racial, social class, and that sort of thing. I, I would not imagine Mahondra is, um, of the same political spectrum either, <laughs> or anything.
2: Not as Jay's <laughs> best friend, no. <laughs>
0: no. Right.
2: But I imagine neither is Aaron. He's pretty easygoing, but I don't think he's a Republican.
1: <laughs> but he is an academic professional.
0: Yeah. That's true. I, I think it's such a cute choice that he's in religious <laughs> studies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just because it gives him this like very specific academic interest in whatever That's Jay's right. going through
2: and I don't know what his particular like focus is, but he specifically says he's the something like the highest acclaimed non Asian religious studies (laughs) person at one point in the show, which makes me think he's like in a East Asian religion or something. Like, I don't know. They're
1: they're just saying that. Yeah, it was a, or was that just well, a bad racist th- joke? I What's was a bad tell? racist thing for him to say. Oh, yeah. Okay,
2: well, I took so, it something differently.
1: That, <laughs> something the Republican mom said or something.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. never mind. I, right. I think I was just thinking because I have a friend who is an East Asian religious studies major in college. But I was like, oh, you must be in that. But no, that was just a bad joke.
0: It feels very apt for everyone in the Tyler family to frame <laughs> their rank in such a way that they can be mm-hmm. first. You know, whatever yeah, wording uh, are White after
1: class, that's how that works. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I think that's sort of what makes Kylie uh, a, a fun character to come in and sort of, like, point all these things out, even if it's an overblown way. I mentioned before that she, you know, uh, Eric pointed to a rant she once had about Valentine's Day, and I just found the line, she said... He says, I once heard her inveigh for three hours that Valentine's Day ought to be called evil corporate capitalist heteronormativity day. Heteronormativity day. <laughs> and I was like, that's, yeah. That sounds like I mean, me, Ka- to be completely honest.
1: I mean, Kyla's not wrong. I, mean-
2: <laughs> I know, I know. She's like a very like dramatic, violent version of myself.
0: Yeah. But then the last let it out thing, like I said, seems to be her confessing her animal things to Eric. And that conversation does eventually come around while all this other insane drama is happening in the barrel. But, um, or, no, I guess Mm. she, I guess it turns out to be her telling him that she loves him, right? Because that's what shuts him up eventually. And she's sort of, and she's sort of tried talking to the, talking to him about the animals before, and he's just like, oh, you're doing something cute and quirky. (laughs)
1: And this is that she likes them and that may that she's open to the possibility of living together. Because she was afraid of mm-hmm. further committing.
2: Yeah. Well this is interesting because yeah, there's this thing where Eric is moving out from his room from behind the bar and Jay needs a place to live. So Mahandra sort of implies that they should live together and Eric's like, Oh Jay, do you wanna go look at apartments with me? No, you know, no pressure, but maybe this implication that we should live together. And eventually there's just this really, I like how the tension ramps up because it's punctuated by the let it out that the pigeon is saying. It's like, let it out. And Jay just says something and let it mm-hmm. out. And one of the things she says is, I'm not ready to live together. And the other thing she says is, I hear animal voice or inanimate objects talking to me. And another thing she says is, I love you. So he doesn't believe her about The inanimate objects and that's interesting because it does sort of feel like the fanfic was driving her to talk to him about that but she sort of accepts it she goes well you know you can tell people this all you want but they're not going to hear it unless they're ready to hear it and she comes to this place of acceptance which is cool Mm -hmm. and i think her saying i love you was actually the main gist
0: yeah not trying to like hold back Mm -hmm. her feelings and of course, it's totally on point for Eric's reaction to her saying, all these animals tell me to do very specific things, is him asking, so are these voices in favor of you and me being together? Yeah. <laughs> she says, I really hope so. Which, I, I mean, I was about to say the voices do seem to be, but I guess half the time they've, they've been saying, let him go, and that sort of thing. Mm. Like at the end yeah. of the last episode, so.
1: But it all, all makes unfair. sense, because it all circled back into a big... To fix the problem that they caused in the first place. With the
2: uh... <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, the let him go was about him putting a bow on things with Heidi, so that he could be open to having a new relationship.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I guess that brings us about the end of the fanfic. It it doesn't end on a very strong line. I mean, I guess it's okay, but it's like the last few lines are um eric asking will you still have time to look at the apartments with me tonight he said or are they expecting you at wonderfall soon oh um i've called what was the mouth breather's name again my boss he said it's fine then let's go said eric catching jay's hand
2: which follows directly from what? her her asking if she could live out of the back room in the bar and Eric started of going like i'll, t- I'll talk to right. the boss and maybe it'll probably be fine so they're
0: no, uh, actually, I think Eric says, I don't think Mr. Sloan would like... Oh, yeah, Oh, yeah. For oh, a yeah only while, for maybe. a
2: little while, right. yeah, said Jay. And then it said Eric acquiesced. So I think she's got a temporary place to live. They're okay. still going to look at apartments, but she's not moving in with him right now. But maybe that'll happen down the line. Mm-hmm. And that's good for Jay. You know, Jay is not a person... Um, Jay needs still needs time to develop herself emotionally so i like that it didn't just end on a big beat of like oh yeah and we're moving in together and everything's fine because it's just not jay's character you know
1: yeah
0: yeah um but it did it didn't really feel like the end of the story i mm-hmm. kind of looked for the next chapter button at the yeah, end me of that too. <laughs> I, well because
2: i don't know there's something that says four <laughs> at the top of the you know ao3 thing and I kept thinking it was four chapters, but it's not. And it was like four kudos or something. I don't remember.
0: But yeah, I was really confused. I was like, oh, that's
2: the last chapter. Okay. 43.
0: And I double checked, like, is this unfinished? But no, it's finished. That's the story that
1: yeah, the author I wrote. I, it made sense to me. It seemed like they had a list of things they wanted to um, to resolve after the end of the series. And I feel like they they checked off all the things they wanted to do very thoroughly. Mm-hmm. So it didn't really make too much sense mm-hmm. for me for it to keep going past that.
0: Yeah. When I yeah. And I don't mean that like the the story left things undone. I just meant kind of um I expected a little bit more of a cap onto the onto oh. the writing there. So the
1: literary critique
0: <laughs> I suppose so. Well
1: I did too
2: expect that. However, when I realized everything that had been resolved and how like the tension and just sort of peaked in that moment, I was like, okay, yeah, that is a good place. I think what it doesn't have is a lot of falling action. But then again, Mm -hmm. if it's working as an episode of Wonder Falls, I'm sort of like it's not like it really needed that it's it's not putting a pin in everything that could happen. It's leaving it open for the next episode, essentially.
1: Yeah, it's still a little abrupt for an episode of Wonderfalls, but it's not too far away tonally. Mm-hmm. And dramatically
0: speaking, because there's no, there's no tension about how Eric's going to react or anything, so it is almost like the climax is Jay actually deciding to be honest with Eric, and the falling action is her actually yeah. talking to Eric, because like, you know, you, that, that is kind of how it feels. No, it, it makes sense.
2: Yeah, most of the tension just comes from the pestering of the pigeon, basically.
0: (laughs) Anything that we want to go back to from the story that we skimmed over quickly or didn't get the chance to discuss?
2: I've got several lines that I really liked, but I think I'm going to just hold those for praise, so...
0: (laughs) Okay.
1: Yeah, I I think a similar thing where... I just have the, the references to the episodes highlighted. All
0: right, yeah, I mean, I already... I already shoved in some of the lines that I liked that I wanted to share, but I'm glad you two have a few more, because there's a lot of good ones. Then I guess we can move on to uh, things that we did not like about the story, or that we think could have been done better.
1: It was short. It would have been nicer if it was chunkier. Um, The lesbian assaulting people is not great. Uh Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And in a similar tone, I think um, as much as Kylie's sort of over dramatic flair was kind of funny for the story, if she's going to end up being with Sharon, I would have liked to see her be a little bit more of a developed character and especially not publicly assaulting her in a bar. And I don't know, it seemed like Sharon was probably into it, but you don't really but not really because she's not out. And like, yeah, I, you already mentioned that, Dom. Yeah, (laughs) Um, it it just, yeah, it didn't read well for the character, especially for Sharon having a relationship with this character. And I'm not even sure if that's the implication or if it's just a vehicle to get her to come out. Yeah, I'm not
0: sure it is either. But
2: yeah, with Kylie is this invented character who has a lot of presence in the story. And I just kind of wish that she just, yeah, a little more depth and a little less aggression, I guess.
0: I think... I mean this might be personal preference but for a for a fanfic that's trying to like capture the feel of an episode of Wonderfalls down to the title and like some something of the structure and you know that kind and a lot of the tone a lot of the fun of Wonderfalls is something happening with some random other people or other people in Jay's life that she's forced to help And it felt maybe a little bit insular in that it was really pretty much all about the Tyler siblings and Mahondra and Eric, the series regulars, right? There wasn't like a a weird other thing going on that forced these revelations. It was all just kind of about the romantic lives of the Tyler siblings. And like, I get it because that's a lot of ground to cover, honestly. But I think it would have been a little... It would have been kind of neat if there had been some other situation that forced out some of this stuff. I guess Kylie is I was going to say
1: Kylie is the other new character introduced for this episode to help move things along with publicly adding people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, but Jay doesn't have to do anything. Like the, the voices don't say anything relating to Kylie at any point. Right. Place. Yeah, but, I was just going to say that is it's like
2: she doesn't have to help Kylie. In fact, Kylie is the vehicle that helps Sharon, I
1: guess. <laughs> well, and she did she Jay? did double out her <laughs> After yeah, that's I, true. I don't even know.
0: <laughs> she seconded the out.
1: <laughs> yeah. stop Sharon from uh, backpedaling, I guess.
0: Yeah. Right, well, because the parents were not inclined to believe the ravings random of stranger? this, you
1: know, assaulty yeah. yeah. woman. right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> random
2: stranger that their first interaction was breaking up a fight with, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah.
0: Um. Anyway, like I said, that might just be personal preference. I just... I enjoy the wonderful sort of, like, weird twists about a situation that get revealed in some of the better episodes, and it didn't quite have that as right, such. Right, uh, At least not in the traditional way. But shall we move on to praise and let you two check off the, the quotes that you want to share from your lists?
1: I only got, like, one more, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, there's a lot of really
2: good lines in this. Mm-hmm. I'll just preface that and say that, like, I think it's worth reading just for some of the fun, like dialogue, but also description. And one that I wanted to call attention to is when they're in chapter three with the conflict in the bar where, you know, Sharon is now mad at Jay for double outing or well, officially outing her because she's the one that's believable. Um, And she slaps her. And then there's this thing where actually it's interesting, the descriptions, like we mentioned of like the, the kind of action sequences and the violence that we don't see in the show, we're actually really on point for this. And there's a part where Eric just is trying to get Jay away from the conflict and just pulls her full body, hauls her over the bar. And I thought that was a really, like I don't know, I, there's something just really amusing about picturing that. But after that, she's hiding behind the bar And it goes, Jay popped back up like a soldier out of a foxhole. (laughs) And I just thought that was one of the, like, I don't know. it, It felt like I could picture her doing it and the way she would look and the emotion that's there because of this drama that's happening and the chaos around it. And that's another element of praise is that there's just strong action throughout this. And the tension is just like, it's there all the time. It, it's very compelling to read for that reason
0: yeah i guess what i want to praise is in the same direction where you know there people write fanfic for lots of reasons but one of them can be because people or, or read fanfic right but one of them is sometimes to spend more time with characters that you know and like and with a show like wonderfalls that got cancelled early you know there's a little bit more of mourning it's like oh i wish there was more wonderfalls and this feels very much like spending more time with the characters that you know and like like nothing about it feels wrong really it's like oh yeah that i i won't go hard so far as to say that like i will consider this what happened after the end of wonder falls officially in my head canon necessarily but like i certainly could like it, it feels it feels right Pretty much like really, like the way the characters are acting and like the kinds of things they're doing and saying. And so that just makes it very fun and like kind of satisfying as a um as a consolation prize, I guess, for not just having more Wonderfalls to watch. Though also let me say, Dom, you were sharing some of the like things that the show writers were talking about doing in later seasons of Wonderfalls, and maybe it's okay that there was I mean, one it's okay. just one season. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's okay that it's just this fanfic
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> well if there's more fanfics like this i'd like to read them because it feels like a continuation of the show
1: yeah it's a pretty short fanfic but there's lots of good lines and stuff in it so the ratio of good stuff to fanfic is insanely insanely good mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah and just like the little things the only part i mentioned was like I, I like how they speculate about the power don't really know how it works. So it's, like Erin asking if the uh, My Little Ponies are going to talk and they talk about like redecorating the uh, Jay's old bedroom because mm-hmm. they had been redecorated after she moved out and like made pink and put with curtains and stuff they talk about putting up a skull and crossbones and Jay sitting there thinking will skull and crossbones talk to me mm-hmm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's
2: even Aaron's like tongue in cheek thing. Like just stencil a skull and crossbones on the wall and she'll be fine. And that's, mm-hmm. Jay doesn't respond at all. She just thinks that line, which I thought was really <laughs> funny.
1: Yeah. So it's, it was a light fluffy one really, but it was fun to read. I mean, even before I knew who the characters yeah. were, it was pretty fun to read. <laughs>
0: I'm surprised you actually read it before watching the show. I mean, that seems like it would be super confusing, but. I guess it was okay uh,
1: it was fine i mean it, it, hard time placing proper nouns and relationships and stuff but, <laughs> which is basically what all this is about but <laughs> yeah it was more or less right uh accessible i, I think
0: at least Mr. and Mrs. Tyler are called by their last name, so you did not have to juggle Karen, Aaron, Sharon, and oh, yes. Karen or whatever.
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I'm glad I picked up on that because I actually read this before re-watching Wonder Falls. I didn't remember it very well. So I like when they said Sharon for a second I thought they were talking about her mother, that I remembered it was her sister. Because you know that name's rhyme. But yeah, mm-hmm. then I realized they were doing that convention. And it made it a little easier. <laughs>
1: I think that's all I have to say about the fanfic. If you want to keep talking about Wonderfalls, I I have thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
2: I was just, it's like, I want to praise so much of the writing in this. Like, there's like just one more thing I kind of want to read, but maybe in honesty, I think we, you know, the whole fanfic is strong, so... Maybe yeah. I'll just say read the fanfic. You know, honestly, short. we could yeah. just read the whole fanfic because it's eight thousand words long.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah, it's about thirty minute read. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, give it a read. just
2: there's you know you can read it so fast it takes less than twenty minutes and it's really delightful. So
1: I read it twice. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> but go ahead, Tori. No, you, you can okay, read the section that you well.
1: want.
2: Okay, just in this end part because I mentioned Mahandra. Um... Oh yeah, I don't think I mentioned this on air. So I can read this part. They're having this whole family drama around Sharon and Kylie in the barrel. And Mahandra's working there as, you know, as a server at the time. And she goes um, to Mrs. Tyler, excuse me, do you want a table or a booth? Not now, Mahandra, dear. We're having a crisis. You're going to have to have a crisis somewhere that doesn't block the door, Mrs. Tyler. Table or booth? <laughs> In Mrs. Tyler's momentary distraction, Kylie dragged Sharon out of the restaurant. The elder Tyler stared after her in perplexity. Aaron said, booth, please, and smiled at Mahondra until she grew <laughs> flustered. Mahondra needed Eric's help to settle him in a corner booth because Mr. Tyler wouldn't move without prodding. He sat in the corner cracking his knuckles mechanically. Mrs. Tyler nearly chewed one of her manicured pink nails. Would you like anything to drink? Mahondra asked brightly. Water, said Jay. Eric grinned at her, and she wondered if his smile flustered her as much as Aaron's did Mahandra. "'Martini,' said Aaron. "'Does anyone else have secrets they'd like to share?' "'Mrs. Tyler said, trying to sound businesslike. "'I moved in with Mahondra,' said Aaron. "'Mahondra hit him with her ordering pad. Oh nice,' <laughs> said Mr. Tyler, glassy-eyed. "'I killed your goldfish when I was five "'because I poured my Kool-Aid into the tank,' said Jay. "'Her parents didn't appear to hear, "'but Aaron and Mahondra, Eric and Aaron and Mahondra snickered. "'Eric put an arm around her waist "'and gently pulled her up ag- and against him. "'I'm in love with your daughter,' he said. "'Jay tried not to die.' She's a lesbian," said Mister Tyler. "Your other daughter, <laughs> unless you want to finally admit I'm adopted," she said. <laughs> "Sorry, dear," said Missus Tyler. She twisted her napkin between her hands. Mahandra, I'd like a Gibson, please. Two Gibsons. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, the yeah, great that little scene. chunk
1: is quality, great characterization yeah. for yeah. everybody involved, <laughs> and really good lines. And like I could see the dad doing that in, in response and. <laughs>
0: absolutely that's such a great exchange as like kind of a
2: cocktail aficionado what a specific drink order a Gibson is just a martini with an onion instead of an olive that's all it is and I was like very like I don't know if they would serve that in this sort of like towny bar but okay or like no I mean they could serve it but they wouldn't you know know it by name but they do so that's cute (laughs)
1: it's a fancy date spot yeah apparently it is (laughs) they have all the fancy dates there yeah yeah (laughs) All right. Well, thanks
0: for indulging me. You know, basically, I, I looked for a Wonderfalls fanfic because I want an excuse to think about Wonderfalls again because it's been a few decades. And it was fun to be able to do that with both of you, especially Dawn with like your... I mean, you, you watched Wonderfalls in the cold, harsh light of 2021. <laughs> yeah. And
1: there's some inappropriate words in there that didn't oh, age well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, but it, it, w- it was a fun series to watch, though. I'm kind of, maybe I'm kind of glad they only got one season.
0: <laughs> yeah, go out when they still were creatively on top I, of their I game. I think they I got like. a good
1: story arc in there with the whole Eric J thing. And that seemed to come to an appropriate enough conclusion. And this fanfic just kind of topped it off. So, you know, yeah. I'm good.
2: <laughs> I was trying to uh, describe the characters to my sibling, and like, I was like, so the thing with Eric is that six days ago at the start of the show, he was on his honeymoon and his wife cheated on him on the wedding night. And then he walked into the bar, drank for three days, and then got a job there. I was like, wait a second, that sounds absurd. But oh, so yeah, the is the weird, show.
1: Weirdest thing for me about the show was trying to, uh, what's her name? Um, Jewel Jewel uh, yeah. who played Kaylee on Firefly I was trying to see her as a bad guy and I just can't really because she's too cute <laughs> <laughs> mm. I think she, she did a good job, job though yeah. and mm. after like 4 or 5 episodes of doing that I, I could kind of see it but it's still hard <laughs>
2: I know she's just so cute
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's one of those things where I was like a good actor maybe not good casting I don't know
2: <sighs> I mean it's just really hard to switch from seeing her as Kaylee who's just you know, adorable. Yeah, so. That just
1: lives rent free my brain all the time. So. I know. <laughs> I had a
2: big crush on Kaylee when I watched Firefly, so that's part mm-hmm. of it, I think. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> all right. I think we're wrapping it up there, then. Uh This was episode 122 of Retro Fanfic Retrospective, Homing Pigeon, a Wonderfalls fanfic by... Ah, I need to... Osprey .com. Archer. Is it Osprey or Osprey? It's like the bird, right?
2: Yeah. Osprey. Osprey? Yeah. How do you, I don't know. It's Osprey? Osprey, I think.
0: I don't know. I've never had to say it out loud. <laughs> All right. By Osprey Archer. It was originally published on the author's live journal, I believe, in 2008. But we are going to link to the AO3 copy uh, where the publishing date is listed as 2014. So, don't worry, it's not that new. It's safe to consume. It's aged properly. So like the
1: um, Live Journal area, uh, era of fan fiction is about where you stop, right, Amato? Because that's like a big community. Yeah, that's it is. Closer to more what I'm familiar with, that leading into the Tumblr era. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah, we haven't read too many Live Journal stories, um, but it was definitely the platform of choice for a lot of fanfiction communities for Oh yeah, I read a lot while. like
1: all prom struck on LiveJournal, I think. Hmm. <laughs>
0: the intro song to the podcast is The Weekly Fair off of the album Poppy's Incredible Adventure by Komiku. The outro song is Run Against the Universe from the same album. You can find that album and other works by Komiku at loyaltyfreakmusic.com. Our podcast is edited by
1: are you asking me? I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I was putting you on the spot there to say something like me. Or oh, okay. Dom.
1: Let, let's try again. Let's queue let's, 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 let's up. And,
0: okay. Probably with that tone of voice.
1: Uh, give me give me the, the line again.
0: Our podcast is edited by...
1: Me, it's Dom. <laughs> How's that Yay. motto? Is that good? That, that feels good? Yeah. <laughs>
2: I'll, I'll accept yeah. it. Yeah. You gotta start giving us some warnings, right? <laughs>
0: I'll just cut it out later, so. <laughs> and you are taking one for the team here by, you know, both being on the show and then editing it, which means that you will have to listen to your own voice, yes. which I know no one likes to do.
1: No one likes it's to do. It's the worst
0: thing for anybody.
1: I am in the middle of my trans voice journey, so that's another thing on top of that. So hope you all enjoy.
0: <laughs> I appreciate your sacrifice.
2: Your voice is beautiful. <laughs> oh, We're all beautiful
0: with beautiful voices. Mm -hmm. It's it's not about, obviously, everyone has a wonderful voice. I just mean, like, whenever one listens to one's own voice, you're like, oh, my God, no.
1: Yeah, but I've also (laughs) edited 100, like, 75 episodes of me talking before, so I've had to get over it by now. (laughs) That's true. You've built up calluses.
2: I don't mind my voice, but I I mind what I say a lot. I'm like, oh, stop talking, Tori.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now you need to keep talking we we need the content <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's only when i uh, i noticed it in older episodes i've been going back i repeat myself a lot when I get on roll um so I'm trying to check it I,
1: yeah thanks for having me back on though I felt like i kind of just like forcibly reinserted myself into the <laughs> into the the conversation but I, y'all are super cool about it always and you know i i'd I, Subscribe to your podcast if you had one. <laughs> 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 well, funny
0: you should mention that, dom <laughs> because we do have a podcast, and you can find it on our website at retrofanficretrospective.podbean.com or bit.ly/retrofanfic. And if you have any comments, questions, thoughts about the episode or what have you, you can contact us. Uh, we're on Twitter at retrofanfic. We are on Facebook at retrofanfic. Reddit at fanficretrospective. But Probably most direct is to send us an email at retrofanficretrospective at gmail.com because I'm old and I use the old-style internet communications, which is email. We're the same age, Can't
1: You can't blame... (laughs)
0: That's a you thing. That's an age thing. (laughs) Well, I'm just assuming that all of our listeners are, like, you know, extremely young people who are like, yeah, I want to hear about old fanfiction. Yeah, fanfiction from before I was born. oh but i only talk on like discord channels oh we have one of those too we'll put a
1: link to that in the show notes
2: yeah i think most of our listeners are probably not extremely young people
1: but who knows <laughs> <laughs> like, we got a brand up uphold. <laughs> who cares
2: either way i mean i'm happy i'm happy that y'all want to hear us so
1: and if you do <laughs> hop in the discord and you say something and we don't answer it's mostly because we don't we don't talk on Discord because <laughs> we're, <sorry>. we're old. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. <laughs> oh, you know, multiple people could talk to each other on the Discord <gasps> about fanfiction. That's something that could happen. In theory. Um, all right, but then also, did I mention leaving comments, or reviews on whatever podcast service that you listen to, Apple Podcasts or what have you? Podbean is our home service, of course. Any of those would be greatly appreciated, and we tend to see those straight away. I'm Amato. I'm Tori. I'm Dom. We're just three Earth lifeforms trying to be nice to each other because the voices told us to. <laughs> Until next time, take care.
1: So, like, if the voices started talking to you out of animal faces right now, how, how many are around you? I was just
2: thinking there? that, like, here's the issue. I have I have a whole shelf of collectible toys, <laughs> and they all have faces. Like, I was like, oh my god, my room would be a nightmare.
1: <laughs> See, I got a toy, I got another yeah. toy, I got a your Yojimbo, does that count? <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Yeah, that's fair. I'll his name. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: a little far away, but that's me. Oh, yeah. oh, that's a
1: that's a whole Greek horse and a half of that. Oh, that's, <laughs> so that's not it, that's
2: what we want.